This next poem is about being green. Does anyone here recycle? Yeah, your poetry into loo roll. <laughs> Fucking hell. studio i have marcia and sylvia hey what up hello everyone the theme for this show is estrogen is east and with a title like that you've got a rough idea of what this is all going to be about don't you marcia and sylvia well i would guess that we're going to be talking about something to do with women yes and and i pronounce that to be spelled w-i-m-m-i-n Women Is that the American way of pronouncing it? No, I just think sometimes you just need to spell it like that. And I think when you're talking about lady groups... Have I got that right, by the way? We're talking about lady groups. Lady groups, lady artists. Lady of artists. Of the musical variety. Of the musical... You know, you sometimes you just have to... Like now, I think that if all the listeners could please... Uh, just visualize it being spelled W-I-M-M-I-N. Women. Women. Yes. So we're talking about women groups, predominantly women groups that I have seen live or indeed have worked with. Right. Like Ms. Moxie Moxington. Yes, who will be Which is in a good the name studio. for me. Absolutely. Moxie Moxington. Yeah, no hard S's. And Moxie will be gracing us in the studio later on in the show. Can I just say that she's a ray of sunshine? She is indeed. I think she might be me, like, you know, have you ever seen her and me in the same room at the same time? I can't say that I have. You haven't. You haven't. No. You want to know why? Because we go into, like, phone booth and, you know, we switch it up a little. And I put on a really cute flowery dress, you know, like she wears. She wears cute flowery dresses, you know, with a collar and all that. And then, you know, we just, we show up. So, Marsha, are you Clark Kent to Moxie's Superwoman? Yeah, maybe. Although she's more like Lois Lane. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Basically, I think we should dispense with the phone booths altogether. Yeah, maybe, yeah. No but call boxes. It's possible we're the same person, but, you know. Indeed. And I can't uh, really do a flowery dress. I, I, I can't do that. I think you could. No. It's an attitude. Tude yeah, she's you gotta have the tude for it. And she's got the tude. You know what I mean? I don't. Ha- I don't have that. I and and you gotta be dedicated to it. And I'm like, well, I I get up in the morning and I put my jeans on, and it's pretty much as good as it's gonna get all day. That sounds like one of those articles that you see advertised on the cover of Cosmopolitan. Anybody can wear the flowery dress. You just need the tude. Find out how to do it on page 78. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that is one of like the one of those crappy magazines. You know, one of those crappy magazines just got in trouble. 
Which one? Glamour magazine just got in trouble for outlining like however many ways, you know, like 10 ways of keeping your man. Right. And one of them was you have to meet him at the door with a beer in your hand when he comes home from work. And another one was you have to remember all the statistics and stuff from the football teams that he likes and you so that you can talk football with him at length. The 1950s want their attitude back. Yes, and, uh, and I didn't hear about this until just yesterday, but apparently everybody just went nutso, as they should, including men, which is very good because, you know, it, it does it reflects, you know, poorly on the magazine, you know, saying, you know, this is what women, you know, we, they even use the phrase, lock him down. Damn so you have me. to lock him down. So men were complaining as well because they said it does not show men in a good light, which it's, it doesn't. Goodness, it seems incredibly anachronistic, that whole attitude. So, yes, 1955 is calling. It wants its marriage tips back. It's 2015. It should at least be a glass of wine. It's a joke. Have Deal you, with it. Have you been ever been met at the door with a glass of wine, Dookie? I can't say that I have, and I have visited vineyards. Oh, okay. So, and, oh, you were also supposed to meet him at the door naked. You were supposed to be naked quite a lot, I seem to remember. So naked and with a cold beer. I could see some discomfort taking place You know what makes me feel a little strange, though, is that I have a feeling that wealthy has met you at the door. I think you've seen him naked quite a lot, and I think he's met you at the door with something... Either hot or cold in his hand. It's uh, sometime. I can't deny it. It is true. That yes. has happened. Well, that was a cup of tea, actually. You know, and what a beautiful segue this is because, you know, bands are very much like, you know, long term relationships, aren't they? Yes. And Wealthy certainly did lock you down. In a way, yes. Yes. So it's like bands. Bands are like relationships. Perhaps it was because of the fact that he was meeting me naked and with a hot beverage. In this particular case, it was. PG Tips tea. And very nice it was. He makes a very good cup of tea. Yeah, does he? That's great. Uh, So, yeah, like, you know, uh, relationships, you know, bands are like relationships, aren't they? Absolutely. A very I don't know if it's any different for, you know, I've, I've never known a girl band or a, or a lady band. And I don't know if it's any different. That's a really, really good question. Like, you know, you know, if all their periods sync up while they're on tour. That could have some Which it could happen, you know. It, you know, during it could, sound check. But, you know, from what I've seen at man bands, you guys can all get pretty hormonal and bitchy, you know, without the periods. Agreed. I've been in a band with women. I've shared the stage with vagina owners. But obviously, due to my own gender, I have not been in an all-girl band. And I've never even been in the studio with an all-girl band. I've seen a number of all-girl bands perform live recently, and damn fine they are. But I wonder what it's like. I like that one band that you you showed us, because you had been watching that documentary. And you showed us that one band who were on tour... And the drummer, and they were a girly band. Oh, girl school. Girl school. Yes. And they had the drummer who had so much energy that they sometimes just had to stop the van and let her run around it. And there was some great footage in Super 8 of her doing wow. just that in LA and Bless her. various little you know, remote parts of England. I, I would think. can relate to that. Sometimes I think if, if I had a girly band, I'd like to call it Sugar Mice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sugar Mice. Which isn't a good name for me, but I just... Wouldn't that be a great girly band name? Sugar Mice. I think it's just a good band name for Isn't that? But it just has that girly overtone. I agree. Sugar Mice. Well... You know, one of the groups that we're going to be starting the show off with yes. are a female duo. Ah, uh, yes. A drummer and a guitarist who sings. The drummer also uh, does some backing vocals. And this has got me thinking. Marsha and Sylvia, you have a band name. You want to form a band. Why don't you? Uh, well, there's a couple of little blockades there. Uh, one, neither of us can play anything. And, um, yeah, we can't sing either. Learn three chords, hit a couple of things, try your best. I think I could only sing, but then I can only do impressions of other people. Example? Like, I can... I think that I might be able to do moxie. You can do moxie? I think so, but it was inadvertent. Because we had been to your gig with Moxie Moxington. Right. Um, and I came home and I had her songs in my head. So I was just walking around the house, just kind of singing them as I went about my business. And Marcy said, oh, my God, you sound like Moxie. And I was like, oh, I wasn't even trying to. Care to give us a couple of well, bars? Now, see now, see now, I kind of get red light fever. Do you know what? Let's wait until the end of the show, and maybe if I give you some tea, maybe and it, meet you naked. I don't drink. You tea. can do the honors. But yes, coffee, a beer. I can find out the latest football scores. Oh, so that I could put a man into lockdown. <laughs> Absolutely. So. We could do, and we could be, what are their names? Roz and Vaz. Those two incredibly talented people make up a band who I had the pleasure of seeing at Nambuka last Sunday night, where, as part of Coordinated, I also graced the stage. They have one of those names which, when seen it spelled out, made me feel like a, a right English-centric pleb. Are they French? No. Okay. Um, they hail from London and Glasgow. Gotcha. And the spelling of the name is decidedly Franco-Pan-European. D-E-U-X, new word, F for Freddy, U-R-I-E-U-S-E-S. And I consulted a wide variety of phonetic dictionaries to try to work it out. I came up with some rather rude examples. Do furry oozes being one, which has some connotations. Do you uh, agree? Uh, yeah, I like furry oozes. Um, I like that. Oh, well, it's a bit disgusting. Or, oh, you like it because it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, we need to talk about Dr. G Medical Examiner at some point. We don't have time for that today. But, you know, it sounds like something that she would talk about. She does autopsies. And I might have watched six episodes last night. And this is an actual show. It's not a new version of Quincy, which is a dramatic no, no, she's an it. yeah, no, she's an actual medical examiner, and you right. get to watch her doing actual autopsies. How brilliant is it that we're just about to play a song from a band, and we're now talking about autopsies? But yeah, it has a lot sorry. to do with but furry you know, fur, furry uses. You know, she's got a lot of furry uses. I wanted to get it right, so I contacted the band. Incredibly nice people. They wrote back to me quicker than I initially approached them. And I asked them to spell their name out phonetically. And 
even then I'm slightly confused. Yeah, go on. Because phonetically, they spelled it D-E-F-U-R-Y-E-Z. So I thought, oh, is it Der Furious or could it be... Der Furious? So it depends if you want the F-U-R-Y to be Fury, as in Billy Fury, or indeed something that's a bit her suit. Well, I don't think I don't think in in French they uh, they do fur. You know, it doesn't. It, I think it's furious. True, true. I think maybe this is what happens when you mix a London musician and a Glaswegian concern together. Or I'm not sure if they actually one of the members hails from London, or indeed if they were from Glasgow originally and moved down. But what I do know is they kick fucking ass from the first chord and cymbal hit i made my way up to the front of the stage and initially i thought the band were actually having problems on stage by the time i got up front because the drum kit looked a little weird the drummer had her cymbals angled in quite a unique way where you really couldn't see her and i thought oh no you know the boom stands have gone a bit askew and i was about to run up and then i realized that's how she did it and the sheer might and volume my ears are still ringing and they're very powerful. Very, very powerful indeed. Amazing drummer, amazing singer, brandishing a Hagstrom, Les Paul looking thing with a big Marshall 4x12 amp. And being a duo, she needs all the meat that she can get and delivered it in spades. Really chunky guitars. That's amazing because they kind of sound like there's 10 people on stage. Indeed. And the, you know the thing that's interesting because you've also got it on your computer screen right now is the name of their one of their songs. And it actually looks like... A really challenging Scrabble hand. Yes, and it's a song that we're going to be playing, which is The Party of Shaitan, or Shaitan. So, yeah, it looks like those are the letters that you would pull out of the the Scrabble bag and go, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with these? Maybe they met at a Scrabble competition and it's thought, possible. Let's, let's see if we can score as much as possible. Anything's, so say the name of that song again, Dookie. The Party of Shaitan. Because it sounds like, you know, like you're trying to be, the, I've heard your Sean Connery impression. Yes. And that is indeed your Sean Connery it's impression. The Party of Shaitan. <laughs> yes, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Apologies to all the Scottish people listening to this. Here they are. De Furious, De Furious, I'm not sure which, The Party of Shaitan.
Irene, who needs no introduction, is going to have an introduction. She is a regular contributor to the Dukey radio show. She's approximately 90-something years of age. Oh, you're so rude. And, well... But you're lovely, too. Oh, thank you. If you were 60 years younger... Oh, if I was 60 years younger. Don't you know, Here is Irene's words. impression, interpretation of that very song. Out with the out in with the party of the party of Shane Irene, thank you very much. That was absolutely beautiful. It made me think about one thing. Tea. I'm going to make some... How do you take it? No, I'm going... Oh, don't ask me how I'll take it, Dookie. We could be here a long time, right? But right now, I've got to go because me Roy's sitting outside waiting for me. OK, I'll leave you to it. Marsha and Sylvia, do you mind yeah, looking we can... after the show yeah, while I go yeah, and make we... some beverages? Yeah, you go make a beverage there, Dookie. OK, you, you, if you press that one button, it plays music Yeah, OK. Stuff. I like mine, you know, strong and black. Okay. What yeah, you, but Sophia? not tea. You know, I don't like this tea stuff that you people drink. Oh, you want coffee? Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, good. And Sylvie, how do you take your yours hot beverage? That is. Well, having said earlier that I don't drink tea, you know for a fact that I do. So, right. and and I think that you know how I take my tea, Dookie. Milk, no sugar. Exactly. Right. I'm going to go and uh, do the honors. I'll leave you to it. Look after the gang. Um, Martha. Uh, yeah. I have an idea. Yeah. I think that we should do... Now, tell me if this is wrong. I mean, I don't want this to be morally and ethically wrong. So, Jesus, I, what, do you, what do you... You know, you got me worried now. I'm considering the fact that posh pit needs to be done. Yeah. I think we should do it without Dookie. Yeah, because we got that thing. We got the thing that he said uh, a few days ago. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think I might have got whiplash in the posh pit. Oh, it really is so high octane, isn't it, this posh pit? No. That, f- firstly... Well done, Marcia, on figuring out how to do all that dibbly-hoo. Um, dibbly-hoo, what? Sometimes I swear to God, you're like, you've just walked out of the 1950s. You're like a female Ned Flanders. I, I know, sometimes I am. I'm like, well, you know, when you don't have a word, you just have to make one up. I'm very impressed the way that you did that. What gig are those two at? I know, it's, it sounds like some sort of, uh, I don't know, like, you know, death metal, but, you know, hardcore death metal. And why would those two particular individuals be at that gig? It's a very anachronistic. Yeah, I, well, you know, you, you know, you don't have to stick with your own tribe, you know, because by the sounds of those two... You know, if if we were going to just stereotype them to their own tribes, you know, they'd be doing nothing but wandering around going to wine tastings at the Groucho Club. You know what I mean? This is true. This is very true. So, 
the prospect is obviously going to be our own darling Dookie. And he was telling us that he was at a soiree. Yeah, that wasn't at the Groucho Club. I don't know. You think, you think Dookie's ever been in the Groucho Club? He doesn't really seem like a clubby kind of guy. I mean, he's posh, but, you know, he's pure, you know, hardcore musician type guy. He's not clubby clubby. Yeah, that, that is true. But yeah, you're right. He, he was in a soiree with somebody there who was called Jimmy. And from what we can make out, uh, it sounds like Jimmy was pretty posh himself. And, you know, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, Jimmy had been to one of these fancy schools or something they, they got over here in this country. Yes, I think he'd, like, gone to Eaton or something like that. And so Dookie's little quote from Posh Pit was, Jimmy and I were playing a game of who is more posh. Jimmy won. What's this? Oh, oh, sorry. Thank you, Dookie. Oh, that looks lovely. Thank you. All of London, even the handbags, are swinging to the sides of the Dookie Radio Show. The Dookie Radio Show does not broadcast on a frequency that exists. However, it's available for download every Monday if you're up for it. And oh, heads up, you are. I felt something move, and I think it was in the trouser department. Done with those mugs. To a mere pedestrian or uninitiated local, Penge may appear to be an unremarkable suburb of London. Neither city nor country, neither posh nor destitute. But in this quiet enclave in the southeastern quarter of our nation's capital is an Art Deco semi-detached house owned and occupied by a North American transplant to Blighty named Slutty Sue. She likes to clean. I popped into Slutty Sue's pristine abode and asked, Slutty Sue, what have you been up to? This way, Dookie, I've done nothing but girly things. I've been baking cakes, fairy cakes. I've been crocheting. I've been lacing daisies into my hair. I've been eating yogurt that's just for ladies. I've been playing lady bingo. I've been greeting my neighbor at the door with a lovely, lovely beverage. It's made me feel so dirty. In addition to sharing the bill with DeFurias, who you heard earlier, another great band also graced the stage last week at Nambuka, Blindness, featuring Debbie Smith on guitar, who many listeners will know from her stellar work with Curve and Echo Belly. They proved you don't need a drummer to blow people away live. And here they are with a sumptuous tune entitled Deserving, off their just-released new album, Wrapped in Plastic. 
Absolutely love that. Blindness there with Deserving, a band who I also had the pleasure to share the bill with at Nambuka here in London last week. I saw Blindness sound checking just as I arrived with the gang from Coordinated, and something quite amusing happened. As you may have detected from that track that you just heard, Debbie Smith employs ethereal sounding guitars with lashings of feedback for added intensity when required. When the sound engineer at the venue expressed concern over the just-about-to-feedback levels of Smith's guitars, it created a bit of tension during what should have been a routine sound check. There was a standoff. Smith. <laughs> oh, she won. And Blindness's live sound was all the better for it. Trying to tell one of the legends of the shoegaze scene to minimise her feedback levels was ill-advised. Bad call, sound engineer. Facebook. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page. Facebook. It's easy to find, it will not take an age. Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show The thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page www.facebook.com Forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. Here in the studio is Moxie Moxington. Greetings and salutations, Moxie. Hi, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here in your studio today. 
Why are you t- <laughs> Why are you talking like that? I'm just trying to be professional to start out with. There's no reason to be professional. Okay. Uh, this studio has seen many, many What's non- up? Okay, how's Yo, that? Yeah, boy. Yo, Pretend that you like the microphone a bit more. We need to hear okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Can you not hear me? All right, you're going to have to introduce me again. I have to get warmed up. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on the special instalment of the Dookie Radio Show, Oestrogen is East, I have in okay. the studio okay. a person who has a lot of oestrogen flowing through her veins. It is Moxie Do you Moxington. Say- Ms. Moxie. Ms. Moxie. Uh, if you're nasty, um, uh, it, do you say estrogen? Are you just saying that um, to mess with How me do you say right it? now? We say estrogen. You don't say estrogen. Tell me you don't say estrogen here. Seriously? Yes. It's estrogen. Are you just yes. saying that to mess with my no, American sensibility? Because you like to do that. Earlier you say today, tomato. I say tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Andy, um, about an hour ago, I'd like to recall a snippet of conversation where you told me that the band was called ZZ Top. And I but know only it's the, not only in the UK called and Z, Z. No, but it's not. That's not true. And I, I feel like I don't know. You know, you've broken the trust. I don't know if it is called estrogen. Is it really called estrogen? Genuinely, yes. Hence the play on words. Estrogen is east. All right. Okay, I believe you. Otherwise, it'd be what, what, uh, estrogen. Yeah, is I east. have that. I have estrogen. Estrogen. Indeed. Yeah, I do have that. And how do you feel about a, a, an entire show dedicated to female the- artists or? Female fronted artists. Ah, I didn't. I didn't know that was. That's very clever. Hence the title of the show, darling. Mm, so it's Don't all my. Don't call me darling, asshole. Is all my competition. You think of other female artists instead of being comrades, partners. Yeah, instead of being. I know. I want to scratch their eyes crime. out. I know. Unless, but if I meet them, you, it's you fine. You see them as competition. Well, they are. There's not that much room in music. Music's full. So are you implying that? Every female artist, until you meet them, is the enemy. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. They're a threat. But once I meet them, it's okay. You know what I mean? Can you think of any examples where you've met them and realized that maybe they should remain the enemy? All right, hold on. Let me. Oh, let me think. Let me go through my mind. You can change the names to protect the guilty. My mind's eye. I'm traveling through my mind's eye right now. I'm traveling through past experiences. Let me see. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep, there's um um oh I'm gonna change her name to You should change it in such a way that people <laughs> who know you and may know the artist will still know who you're on about, but will appreciate how clever you were with the wordplay. I know, I know, I do wanna do that, but I'm uh, too much of a coward. So, you know, I'll I'll just um Yep, there's a certain... Uh, you met her as well. You met her as well. I have to say, you know, I'm not a fan. Uh, there's a certain, you know, singer, singer-songwriter, if you can call it that, uh, on the scene, doing her thing. And, you know, we met her and we were really... what well, I'd say we were really forthcoming, friendly. Would you say that? Would you agree? Absolutely, yes. I. And what did we get back from her? What did we get back? We were blanked. We were blanked! Instead of of hinting at this person's name. Give me the first initial of this artist's name and the surname of the teacher who annoyed you the most at school. Andy, can you break that down for me again? Again. So I want you to give me the first initial of this person's name, this nasty-ass motherfucker, and the surname, the last name, of the teacher you despised the most at school. I got it, I got it, I got it. T. Marinella. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we and I'll tell you something, Marinella. I'm just going to bring in a little bit about Mrs. Marinella. She was seventh grade English teacher, and you know she didn't have a good rapport with the kids. Like, well, this artist we're talking about didn't have a good rapport with us. Counterparts, they should do a duet. Yes. Mrs. Marinella and blank mm. and T. Let's just say yes, T. And the, when you you know, um, I don't know what you call this part of the arm. Um, it's like the flabby part of the arm and she would like write on the chalkboard and this would go crazy and this part of the underarm here, I we, we then renamed that body part, that anatomy part, the marinella. So it's like I've got to turn, tone up my marinellas, you know, just I'm really working my marinellas. Aren't they known in the Americas as bingo wings? They are bingo wings! Marinella. Um... <laughs> uh, well, she didn't do that with the name, Andy. She so, just so, said Marinella. Uh, Marinella. Marinella. M- Marinella sounds also like it could be a, a type of sauce that you oh, get at yeah. a restaurant. Well, you're thinking marinara. You're thinking marinara. No, no, very But Marinella loved marinara. <laughs> do you feel that yeah. your solidarity with your fellow vagina owners could be uh-huh. better? Well, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, I honestly, once I meet them, you know, everything's cool, you know, like I'm very open and usually they're really cool. You know, the person I was just talking about earlier is, is pretty rare. I'd say, you know, most people are, don't have their heads up their asses like that, you know, in terms of, but, but it's just, it's just until I meet them, I just have a problem with it. I've always had a problem with it. Um, uh, at home, there are limitations to what female singers can even be played in my presence. If they're old, it's okay, because I'm rooting for them. Old as an age or old as a veteran, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, I'm competing with them for some reason. So they're allowed to exist. Um, if anyone's doing too... Well, it, 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 yeah, if they're old, and yep, that's fine. And also if they're dead, that's uh, very great for me. Right. And that's what very... What if they acceptable. are dead, but actually quite horrible when they were on this side of the mortal coil? Like who? I don't want to slag off um, people who are pushing up daisies. Right, right. But... For instance, right. Nina Simone could be quite a challenging character. There's a fantastic documentary. Oh, she's okay. I'm okay her. with her. Mm. I'm all right with her. Why don't you like her? I think she's a tremendous artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's this amazing documentary about her, which is on Netflix at this moment. It only uh, became available for streaming in the last month or so. All right, what's it called? What Happened Miss Simone? She initially was part of the civil rights movement. Uh-huh. But then went the completely the other side and oh, really? uh, was in league with the, the Black Panthers. Oh. And so instead of it being about solidarity, which you should be with your fellow female artists, it started to become anti-white. And racism, oh, see, no matter where it's coming from, is it's not cricket. Did he say not cricket? I did deal with it. She was also quite abusive to her daughter. Oh, really? Um, as well. Oh, um, well, see, now then, certain then that becomes not about gender. That becomes about something personally that will just alienate me from that that mm. artist. So then it becomes something larger. But I have to I have to just say this. I don't I don't hate on everybody. It's just, it's it's just if I feel like they're like encroaching on right. on, on, on my thing. Now, T. Marinelli. <laughs> Right, T. Marinella. T. Marinella. Mm-hmm. What yeah. did she do to you? What was the <laughs> the straw on your camel toe's back? I don't know. I just felt like she was a little indifferent, maybe. Mm. You know, I mean, I, that's nothing to start a war over, I guess. But, you know, it's enough to, 
you know, just a little indifferent. I mean, you saw her. What would you? Were you a fan of the personality? No, my issue. Little flat, not giving the love back, not returning no. the love. Andy, I put the when I meet them, I just meet them, right? And I think, okay, I'm meeting this person. I'm going to give the love, right? Even mm. if they were a potential threat before, those those walls are down. Those walls are down. Love wins out for me there. And, you know, I had given her the big heart-shaped box of chocolates, metaphorically. And it's like she took a bite out of each one and left it in the box and just threw it to the side. She also claimed to have collaborated with an iconic 1990s independent music artist. Mm. And I was quite intrigued about this and asked her about how this relationship came to fruition, how she got on with this iconic artist, who is still going strong, incidentally. Yeppers. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been working together. I've been, like, I've been, like, writing songs on his guitar. And that appeared to be the extent of her involvement with this person. Mm -hmm. But does somebody who utilizes the instrument of a great person does that marriage of fingers on the strings of an iconic artist's guitar constitute a collaboration or is it indeed some sad wannabe borderline groupie who is using the instrument probably in both senses of the word of said iconic artist and then using that as the smoke and mirrors explanation of a collaboration well i mean um i think perhaps if the instrument was uh endowed with some sort of you know robert johnson demon-like spirit do you know what i mean mm. like the actual instrument was possessed by the ghost of someone you know someone else you know maybe yes. maybe they could maybe they could get like a robert johnson possessed selling the soul of the devil thing aside from that aside from any sort of supernatural dealings uh, um, maybe some of the sweat would still be left over on the guitar strings would like permeate into her skin and you know what i mean mm. and then sort of you get maybe she's feeling but you know uh, you don't really seem to be buying into the idea that if you just merely use an iconic artist's guitar to write a song of your own on, that it's not really, it really isn't I, a collaboration, is it? I think the person it? probably needs to, I think if a collaboration probably is between two people, not between, you know, one human being and then, you know, an inanimate object. Yeah, we work know. together. I think, I, th I think it needs two animate objects in order to, you know, make a collaboration i think i think one i think you need two to tango there on a collab indeed yeah i have to say barring anything supernatural physiological that might happen through porous absorption i have to give it the thumbs down i barring anything of that nature simply picking up the guitar of an esteemed artist i i, I you know i i again i think i think I think you need two, two, two pulses. Two, two is one in, this, in right. this instance. Yeah, two become one, yeah. It does sound like a groupie trying to justify the fact that uh, she's utilising toilet part integration to masquerade as musical collaboration. In fairness, you know what? They actually have collaborated properly now. Really? They have. I could have kept that to myself. We could have made fun, but I have to go on to say that an actual collaboration has occurred.
Right. Have you heard the nope. fruits of their labour? No. Well, then how do you know it's actually happened? Oh, well, I know it's happened. I've heard of it happening. I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, musings of it happening. I know it has happened. And maybe we'll listen together. Maybe we'll share that moment together where we can listen to the actual collaboration. I look forward to reserving some time in the near future to do mm-hmm. just that. Your name is Moxie. Yeah. What Don't is your name as an artist? Is it Moxie or Ms. Moxie? You know what? It, uh, here's the thing with the Ms. It's Ms. Moxie is like the artist name, right? But I remember watching some shows in the 70s, and I know that Ms. is like when you didn't want to say if you were single or married, it was like none of your business, Ms. And I always thought it was like spelled with a Z or a Z, as you say here. But then after I had started using the name, I realized that it was just pronounced like that. And I don't think it was really spelled like that. So I think I misspelled it. Right. But I have seen in some places M-Z. But I think that's, you know, I think that's pretty rare. I'll, well, indeed. Yeah. In the topsy and turvy world of rock and roll, you know, any little variation on how you spell things it is a good thing. There's a band called the Beatles. You may have heard of them. You know, B-E-A-T-L-E-S. Yeah, but that makes sense, though. The beat. You know, the right. Beatles. Yeah, well, but, no, but, but, you know, Ms. Moxie, know, M-S, yeah. pronounced as though it is a Z. Right, it, right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's too late. I don't know if it's too late now. But um, uh, there's another Ms. Moxie out there, and she's a juggalo. And I was explaining a little bit about this earlier. And I might have to change the name just, just because of this. She's a juggalo. And for people who don't know what a juggalo is, she's actually a juggalette. A juggalo, um, the band Insane Clown Posse. Andy, you know them? I do indeed. Okay, I think they might, might be from Chicago even. Ooh. Oh, no, Detroit, pardon me. They're right, from, yes. From and you some a large yep. city in the Midwest. Yep, yep, yep. And um, so, um, you know, they've got the, the, the face paint and whatnot. And their logo is a person with crazy hair running with a machete. And their fans are called Juggalos. And the girls are called Juggalettes. And they often pose with, like, you know, pretending to slit their own throats and, you know, um, a lot of blood imagery and things like that. And there's a chick. If you Google me, if you Google Ms. Moxie, one of the there's a girl who keeps showing up in the Google images named Ms. Moxie the Wicked. OK, if that isn't annoying enough. And she's like she's a full she's a full figured lady. God bless. And um, she poses in bikini tops in bathtubs full of blood. So, um, and she also has the face paint. So a very I, similar act to yours. It, it, I mean, it, she's basically stolen my look and stolen my thing. So, I mean, I, would, I mean, I keep, I just hope, you know, this girl is young. She's going through a phase. This is persisting. I, I don't know what to do about but it. But she isn't a musical artist, so... No, but somebody is going to look her up and she's got the face paint on. Is she an MZ as well? She is an MZ. She's got the face paint on. Somebody's going to think that's me. That's like when Alan Partridge, like on the Alan Partridge show where Sonia comes back with the big bear and he says, you know, you brought him back on the bus. Somebody could have thought that was me inside the bear costume. That's how I feel. I want to put something out where it's me holding a picture of this girl. I want somebody to take a picture of me. I'm going to print out her, hold the picture of her and have a sign that says that is not me. That is a different Ms. Moxie, and then have that circulate on Google We images. have the technology to do that. I think we should do it. Here on the it. I mean, Radio have Show. Have you seen the girl? I have, and she definitely goes for the jugular in terms of uh, her appearance. Very funny. Ms. Moxie, what song from your catalogue would you like us to play? What do you think from your musical Oh, everything roster sucks. ...summarises what you <laughs> everything do? Everything fucking sucks. Um... 
since we were talking about it earlier, maybe always something. Maybe give that song a little the love that it never got. Always something. Yeah. The, yeah. the, lo- the love that it never got. No, it hasn't really love. been properly released yet. It's done some pre-release um, plugging here and there. And to be fair, has been embraced in a huge way by legendary American DJ Rodney Bingenheimer. As you call him, Rodders. Rodders, the John Peel of the USA. He has pretty much played it every week for the last year and a bit. It's tremendous. It is tremendous. I know. I, I'm, 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 I'm totally okay with him never playing it again. I, I'm, I'm like waiting for it. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. I'm even like, I mean, you know, give it a break. In this track, you make reference to having killer cramps. Is this a regular occurrence during yeah, your monthlies? Yeah, you know, th- th- this, is inter- this is an estrogen yes. thing, just tying into their show. Oh, yeah, I mean, d- d- just don't ask anything of me. I'm out, I'm out for three days. And so, yep, I use that. I use my pain and parlayed that into um, a creative expression, being the musical butterfly that I am. I have used that. And Does as that a, put you off as a male listener? You as soon as you hear, oh craps, oh god, no, menstruation. The male listeners uh, to the Dookie Radio Show embrace the crimson wave. Oh really, yes. Shark Week? <laughs> yes, Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, no, we have, we have switched on people. All right, good, good. You're progressive. Absolutely. Yeah, uh huh. Uh-huh. If you can't handle blood, you can't handle Dookie. Nice. Is that your tagline? Um, it is now. <laughs> How would you describe your music? Now, I'm not going to go and ask you about your influences, but, you know, I hear a very pop sensibility. If you were in the lift with Clive Davis, famous record label guru, yep, and you were going from, say, the... Are you telling me to give an elevator pitch? Yes, um, I'd say... Hey, who, you, you got quite a lovely outfit there. My name's Clive. Oh. Fuck, I'm going to be getting off at the next floor. You better, you better, you'll say your shit to me now, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's, it's not worth it. Just, 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 just go about your day. Just, I'll take the stairs. There's my M- elevator Ms. Moxie, pitch. it's not worth it. <laughs> take the stairs. <laughs> it's, okay, if I had to say something really quickly, it would be, um, it would be retro-influenced but not garage bandy. Retro influenced in terms of flavor, um, straightforward, tidy pop songs that are slightly quirky in nature. And the lyrics I'd say are Morrissey inspired, sort of tongue in cheek, sometimes sexy, but sometimes like just, you know, um, just funny without being too funny. How's that? I think we should let the listeners decide for themselves. Here is Ms. Moxie with Always Something. Yeah. 
it is a catchy tune. Right? You can't deny it. That is Cannot deny. Cannot deny. Will not deny. Now, I am Undeniable. biased. I am biased because we have collaborated musically and that doesn't... You know, I didn't just play your guitar. No. and I, two animate objects. Yes. We've actually made noise collectively at the same mm-hmm, time. At the same time. Both in the studio and live up and, and down live. the country. That's right. We have performed for Mr. Alan McGee on that, numerous uh-huh. occasions. Uh, right. We have driven up many motorways. Motorways. We have stopped off at petrol stations. Petrol and stations. Have purchased... Many vile, snacks, a lot of snacks. snacks. Yep, snacks, a lot and, of snacks. Yeah, you know, it's it's you know we've well and truly experienced the glories of life on the the British roads. Do you like touring, or do you still feel that you're a, a studio artist primarily? Um, you, you know what I mean. Um, I, I there's I have moments of liking it, of fleeting moments of liking it. I feel like um, uh, there's I mean I don't know. It just um. I like it, you know, uh, there's moments where I like it. I, do I, I, I don't love it, but I don't love anything really that much, you know, like, uh, do I You've love... You've lived in this country too long. You've you know, I'm not that crazy about anything. It's, it's, not, it's nothing against touring. It's like, there's not that many things that I'm like, that I really love. Maybe water parks, I think they're 100% fun. Um, touring is okay. I feel, you know, I just feel like, mm, feel like I'm more of a recording artist and I felt, and it was exciting to do. It was awesome to do. No, I did like it. No, I'm, no, I liked it. I liked it. I'm, I'm being too hey, hard on it. make your fucking mind up there, No, Jesus. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, All right. That, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it. Yeah. I believe that you've learned everything about the United Kingdom through watching Partridge and Peep Show. Discuss. Um, yeah, I make sure that I get all the references. Like if I'm watching an episode, it's my barometer of how much I'm getting. I've learned so much about, you know, uh, Peep Show and Partridge. I mean, uh, if I um, I've, they, the references are so much that when you're listening to it, I mean, Partridge, uh, he's my I think that's my all time favorite comedy. It's ever is Alan Partridge. I'm obsessed with Alan Partridge. Were you a fan of British comedy no, before you no, moved I wasn't. over to I didn't think I liked British comedy. No, there's because there's there's certain British British comedies that you don't get right away. There's other ones that like when I, I first um, when I first moved here about five years ago, I watched Fools and Horses. Didn't get it at all. Did not get it. I was like, this is not funny at all. But now the more exposure I have to uh, to to you know your jokes and everything like that um now i watched it again recently i thought oh this is kind of funny but i it's i i understand what con what what context that show is and i can watch it now and it makes more sense to me when something is so foreign and it's hard to understand what they're saying and there was something i put on oh there was something i put on the other day to understand the scottish people because whenever i talk to alan mcgee i can never understand what he's saying so i watched something and it was called Rabsi Nesbit. Yes! Yes! You're using yes! Rabsi Nesbit. Yes, that was it. To understand, it. Yes! or to better understand yes. Scottish people. Yep, and I couldn't, and I swear I got one out of every hundred words, and then I put on the subtitle, um, the subtitle um, link on YouTube. You had to see the shit that was coming out with. It, it, I mean, it, 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 it absolutely befuddled the computer program or whatever it is that translates it. I could not understand one word of that. So I I figured once I can understand that, then I can understand anybody. And once I get every reference in Peep Show and Partridge, then at that point, like, like, um, I, uh, oh, it was, I thought that it was Andy McNabb. 
Shaken Stevens. Shaken Stevens, the... Bill Oddie. All right. these are people that I only know through watching the Alan Partridge show. I would have no idea who all those people were, except that I've heard They him. are older references, to be fair. Uh, right, of course. I mean, obviously, Partridge would came to be in the late 90s, the right. first series. Right. So... And he's also, like, out of it and sort of... Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah so he's, he's, like, not referencing something current. Indeed. No, I know that, but still, that th- those are the references I would want to get, is, like, references like that. You know, Bill Oddie and Ronnie Corbett. Lovely stuff. Not my words. The words of Shaken Stevens. Isn't that what he says on the back of his book? <laughs> yes. Remember? Yes. I mean, Shaken Stevens. Have you heard Shaken Stevens' music? I have now. I made a point to listen to him after. That's what I mean. I listen to Alan Parch and I'm like, who is Shaken Stevens? I don't know who that person is. It's quite easy to forget just how popular Shaken Stevens was. Uh, indeed, in the early 80s, he was at number one while Adam and the Ants, mm. with some tremendous releases could not beat Shaken well, I, Stevens. I, I did not know who that was. I never even heard of him before um, before uh, Partridge. Partridge. Do you know who Wolfman Jack is? Uh, an American DJ, sadly yes. no longer with us. Yes. Who appeared you in... nerd. Yes. And he's like, I'm Wolfman Jack. Yes, that's him. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's totally him. Was I don't know it... why that brought... It just one reminds me of another. I don't know. I think they might have looked alike. Wolfman Jack, I believe, was, despite his straight hair, of Afro-Caribbean descent. Was he really? Yes. Oh. And Alan Partridge is of solid East Anglian, Norfolk stock. (laughs) (laughs) He's Norfolk's, I don't know, Norfolk, Norfolk. I see that. There we go. How do you say that word? Let's have speech therapy right now. Norfolk. Yeah, Norfolk. Norfolk? Yeah, it's. it's, Norfolk. Yeah. Norfolk? No, Norfolk. No, say it again. Norfolk. Norfolk. That's yeah. as opposed to Norfolk. I, yeah, no, I can't Norfolk. say it. Anyway, say it again. Say how I'm supposed to say it again. Norfolk. Norfolk. Suffolk. Suffolk. Suffolk is fine. Nor, nor, norf, Norfolk. But it's it just it. it just one has sa, mm. the other has nor. Yeah, can't do the first one. You just don't like nor. Sounds weird to me. It doesn't sound right. There's many things that don't sound right. You have addresses that sound like not, they, they don't resonate as addresses to me. Towns that don't sound like towns. Your words, your words are weird words. I'm not going to use your words. I'm going to stick with my own words. I came here with a set of words and I'm going to stick with these words because people back home are just waiting in the wings. Where's home? Back in New Jersey or, you know, where I'm from, New Jersey or New York or Where that's in New Jersey? Um, but it's by Red Bank. It's but my. Is actual, actually in Red Bank or no, is it it's by outside. Red Bank? It's by Red Bank. Red Bank's very nice. My town was not nice. It was called the Armpit of New Jersey, and we had a beach that I lived a mile from the beach, but nobody ever swam in the beach the whole time I lived there. And also, a human head washed ashore when I was about eight. And how hum- New Jersey is that? Uh, but I'll tell you how New Jersey this is. It's so New Jersey. It gets we way more. It gets way more it. New Jersey than that. Okay, this is why because the head washed ashore and yes who the head belonged to take a guess who the head belonged to take a guess well guess well it would be i'm gonna give you a hint somebody from a fraternal organization well you know what you're very close you're very close but it was it was um he he was a jockey he was a horse jockey right that that raced at monmouth park which was not far away from my hometown so there was a horse jockey whose head there's the sound everybody uses hold on it goes 
That's when you chop off. So if you head. can't get the horse head, you just get the the jockey's head. Uh, but, but what clearly happened was that the the jockey didn't throw the race. Is ah. that that was like you know pride kicked. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. You didn't throw the race, and then somebody, somebody's family yeah. wasn't happy about that. Indeed. Chopped off his head and put him in, and the the messed up part was like a child found the head. It was like the kid younger in the in the in the year younger than me. Uh, was, you know, looking for shells, found the human head, I'm sure ruined his day. And then it was like cordoned off, the beach was cordoned off. Everybody heard about the head on the beach and then nobody ever swam there for as long as I lived there. So I lived a mile from the beach and like never once dipped my toe in the head infested waters. Red Bank, New Jersey. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of actually being there. Yeah. When I was on tour in the Americas, we had just played... Asbury Lanes, Asbury right. Park. Great place. Fantastic Everybody venue. loves that place. One of, the, one of the world's great venues. Yeah, yeah, people go from all over to that place. They Fantastic really, really, place. It's really, really nice place. And we had a host from nearby Red Bank, although mm. from maybe not so much the armpit as the, the brain of New Well, it was probably Jersey. around Asbury Park, right? It was nearby. Well, was probably Long Branch, any of this it's sounds familiar. It's quite a familiar. posh place. And oh, deal, uh, maybe deal. Red Bank was quite memorable because Kevin Smith's right. shop is there. That's right, yeah. And also the one thing which is quite unique is that it was the high street of Red Bank, uh-huh. completely untouched by McDonald's. No Burger King. It's Kings. great, isn't it? It looks like... A time capsule from like the 1950s, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It's it very is much like that. waving it's the awesome. flag for for the you know independent America. It's all about that. It's still like that. This, I mean, I, there might be a... I think a Starbucks might have creeped in. But but for the most part, no, there's... um Right on the high street there, there's a great shop if anybody's ever in New Jersey. And it's a vintage shop. I've been shopping there for years. It's called Backward Glances. And the same bitchy lady has worked there for years. She still there works there. There are other bitchy ladies. There are bitch- other bitchy ladies. I don't just reserve my Is my cattiness. She's not. Listen, I'm not horrible. It's just that I feel this is very precious to me, my music. And I feel like if other bitches are moving in on, on my territory, I want to just scratch their eyes out. But like in a nice way.
Following our interview with Ms Moxie, that was No Girlfriends with Gross, spelled G-R-O-C-E. Initially, I contemplated whether or not the track should be pronounced Groce in the Italian way. There's definitely a sub-theme of non-standard spellings being featured in band names and song titles throughout this instalment of the Dukey radio show, and I like it. I like it a lot. Language is and should remain elastic. And I like this US-based Anglo-American outfit a lot. Throughout my life I've read many band bios, but theirs is without a doubt the first one that incorporates the word vagina into it, which is quite fitting given the theme of this episode. Two sets of twins make up the band No Girlfriends. One set are biological twins, the other set are not twins at all. In fact, they are not even from the same continent, let alone the same vagina. Janelle, the lead singer, is from Ohio, the same place that our Marsha hails from, and met Rose, the rhythm guitarist who hails from these shores in Blighty. They met each other in a cornfield in Ohio, as one does, on a hot summer's day. Meanwhile, the real twins, Jess the drummer, and Neko, lead guitarist, were at a twin convention, twinning around, and called out Janelle and Rose for not being real twins, which was both incredibly observant of them and made me wonder why the hell the non-twins were at this real twin convention anyway. It must have been a boring day in deepest Ohio, or wherever the twin convention took place. In any case, that is how no girlfriends were formed. To find out more about the group, click your way to facebook.com forward slash no girlfriends band.
Hailing from Northern California originally, but now living in London. That's Allegra Shock there with Lion on my side. I've been strutting my stuff as a bassist with Allegra Shock in full band mode, both on stage and in the studio recently. And like Ms Moxie, I'm happy to report that she's a decidedly good import. To find out more about this multi-instrumentalist singer-songwriter, click your way to facebook.com forward slash Allegra Shock Music. And that's Allegra spelled A-double-L-E-G-R-A, shock music. It's a bit like electric shock, only Allegra shock. Do you see what she did there? Well, I did. We've also featured music from DeFuriers, who you can find out more about by clicking your way to facebook.com forward slash DeFuriers. And that's spelled D-E-U-X-F-U-R-I. I-E-U-S-E-S. In addition, you can get all the latest gossip on Ms. Moxie by making note of this exciting corner of the World Wide Web. Facebook.com forward slash Ms. Moxie Music. M-Z Moxie Music. And... Finally, to enable yourself to gain regular updates on the amazing group Blindness, get your liking hat on and direct your browser to facebook.com forward slash weareblindness, where you can get further details regarding how to get your hands on their excellent new album, Wrapped in Plastic, which is available now on St. Marie Records. Fucking hell, mate. There was a lot of Facebook addresses there, isn't it? What if they don't like Facebook? I don't like it. Well, that's your lot. This particular show is now over, as well as ovary. Ugh, yourself. 
You've been listening to Oestrogen is East. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. I wonder if Sylvia will keep her promise about doing that impression of Moxie. Keep listening to find out. Until next time, may the best of yesterday be the worst of tomorrow. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Sylvia, earlier in the show, you promised something. You promised to do a moxie impression. Yes. Are you up for it? I think so. I don't want to offend anyone. I think she's wonderful. She is. She is wonderful. She certainly is. In in every possible way, she's wonderful. Indeed. So you want me to do it now, don't you? Well, you promised. Always something, never nothing. And that's the best that you're going to get from me, Dookie. A moxie would be proud. Thank you, Dookie. When are you going to do testosterone is north, mate?